and MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey everyone, hope you're having a great day. Coming to you from the streets of Mexico City once again. Anyway, wanted to spend some time with you today. I've got about a 10-minute walk or so. I'm going to pick Ashley up from a cafe that she's been working at today and share with you one of the downsides, actually, of traveling full-time, traveling different parts of the world, different parts of the country, and that kind of a thing. I know a lot of the people that I talk to are extremely complimentary and envious is not the right word, but they are excited for us that we get a chance to travel. And it's super humbling. And it's super cool um, to get those compliments. And so I'm very appreciative and thank you if you uh, have ever done that. Um, it's definitely a lot of it's a lot of work to be able to do it, but it's not as much work as you think. Um, so if you have an aspiration of traveling full-time, um, I will let you know right now that you're probably not as far away as you might think, um, especially if you don't like if you don't like need to live like a baller. <laughs> uh, most places that you're going to go to are going to be cheaper than a Western culture. Um, so, namely, if you're from the U.S. or expensive parts of Europe, um, you're going to be traveling more affordably, most likely, uh, once you get to a location. Uh, but if you want to ball out, of course, you could spend the same amount of money that you're spending in the U.S. and you live pretty well. But Anyway, I wanted to uh, chat with you guys today about one of those particular downsides. Um, so, as it stands right now, Ashley and I are in Mexico City. Uh, we've been in many different parts of Asia, different parts of the U.S., Mexico, and now we were planning to go to Europe and Iceland. At least that's the next step on the list. We were, uh, as of right now, the itinerary is we go back to California in a week for about two weeks. Uh, namely for a business conference, um, more of a generic uh, business conference for uh, for men only. And um, so I'm going to go back there. Then we were going to plan to go to Europe, go to Italy and different parts of Europe for about a month, then pop over to Iceland, going to a mastermind group type of thing, um, then back to Europe for another month or two, and then back to the U.S. Uh, in September for uh, one of our network marketing conferences. So that was kind of the plan. And I, I would say that, that that plan will probably still stick. It's a little hard to say exactly what's going to happen. 
But one of the downsides, one of the downsides that I was alluding to and that I'm recording this podcast for you today is, is that traveling, believe it or not, takes a pretty strong hit on your productivity. I actually mentioned this the other day. Um, there's no doubt that we're less productive when we're gone. And I didn't see that as a thing at first. And um, it kind of depends on what we're doing. If we're creating, um, you might get close to as productive. So if you're like developing content, if you are making an info product, you're writing, all that stuff, there's a chance that you're close to as productive. So let's say if you operated at a 10 out of 10 on your, on your personal productivity scale, on those types of items, you might operate on at a maybe an 8 out of 10, right? Because you know, there's not as much stuff that goes into it. But if you are you know, doing any sort of visionary things, if you're handling team members, right? If you are producing, meaning if you're like actually closing people of some kind, um, that kind of thing, uh, that stuff takes a huge hit. Um, so namely, the, the leadership stuff, um, if you're involved in any sort of closing, maybe you're closing representatives on your team, maybe if you have some sort of traditional business, you're maybe closing big deals, whatever. That kind of stuff is the stuff that takes the hit. And it takes it pretty hard. And um, I think the biggest reason is probably because of the logistics that you have to figure out a fair amount. Now, I will say that as our, I mean, our income has increased since we've been gone, which has been nice. So, um, especially because we've been going to more expensive places. But having having some padding, having some money, really helps figure logistics out because you can, you know, you can spend more money on your problems, right? If you... That's a, that's a definitely a downside if you are kind of, you know, scrapping for like little bits of cash all the time and you're also trying to be productive and, you, and you're figuring out logistics, that can be a real pain um, because things change, right? Like it's one thing if you're kind of scrapping for cash at home, but you kind of know, you know stuff, right? You're familiar with the territory, you know what you can do to save some money and still stay, stay productive. But if you are... If you're in a brand new place and you're trying to scrap for cash and stay productive, like those are three things that don't really go together. So that's, that's been a big thing for me. I'm kind of naturally a bit of a tightwad. You know, I make money and I don't like to spend it. Um, and so I've had to get used to letting it go. Like saying, okay, this, like us doing what we're doing, that's the experience right now. That's what I'm paying for. And I'm, I got to be willing to let a little more money go than I would typically want to on this type of thing simply so that I can stay productive. So it is a trade-off and, um, it's a necessary one. That being said, uh, there is a small chance. I don't know how big the chance is that we maybe shave off a portion of the European trip. I'm not totally sure yet. I'm kind of balancing it between multiple things. So basically where the where the business is at right now is a lot of dominoes just basically lined up so we've been working pretty much since we've since we've been gone for the most part at putting things of our business in place to make growth as seamless and as best as possible for us and for the uh, newest person on our team and we're pretty much at that inflection point where the last the second to last tool just got finished for the most part. Um, there's another piece of in, that's in production that's out of our hands. You know, we have a team doing it. And and then there's one more tool. That's literally going to take me like two more weeks. And we're basically done like for, for a while, you know. Um, we'll obviously be making new funnels and all these things, but not like big cornerstone pieces of the business. And we're kind of at this point where like we have these 
really good tools in place, both for people on our team and off our team. That's a loud bike. We've got uh, some really good leaders that have come onto our team. And, you know, as you know, when you get some leaders on your team, like people that have, have, have experience in the past, you know, maybe they're bringing people with them. You know, they're not just like Joe Schmoes, like they're legit people. Like you don't want to, da- you, you don't, you don't want to dally on that, right? You don't want to like sit around and be like, oh, we'll get to it soon. Like you want to take advantage of it. And so we're kind of in this place now. I'm like, ah, like we have all, basically all of our tools are in place. We have a handful of leaders that basically all got in in the past few months and they are all like raring to go and we want to capitalize on that uh, momentum right so there's all those things and i want to be max maximally productive so there is a chance i don't know how strong it is again that when we come back from mexico we basically go to california go to this conference by that point i should be done with this project and um and then we basically stay um we stay we you know, rent a six month or 12 month house, maybe, um, maybe, you know, get an office. I don't know. Just a place where we can be as productive as humanly possible and pour gas all over the fire that we've kind of just kindled. Um, that's one option. Option two is maybe we go to the Mexico thing, uh, or get back from, uh, uh, from Mexico, then go do the conference thing, then do like a month in Europe, then Iceland, and then fly back to the States and do what I just said and basically shave off that last few months in Europe. Um, and then whatever else we were going to do after that. So, yeah, so I'm kind of thinking about that right now. I'm just kind of sharing that with you as I'm thinking about it. But anyway, uh, for any of you who maybe you're thinking like, oh, this is something I want to do. I will tell you, it's probably been the single most memorable experience uh, of my life outside of like, I, I would say legitimately, I have a few memories of church um, that are really high. A few memories of my parents that are really high. My wedding day, really high. And then this, this is probably the single, one of the single biggest, most memorable experiences in my entire world. Um, so if you're thinking about doing that, it is very worth it. Just know that there does come, uh, it does come with that. It does come with sacrificing some of your productivity. And that's really interesting. I don't know if I would have expected that at first. I'm a very out of the box thinker where, um, you know, I think like, oh, well, there's solutions to everything. And most things there are, but there's going to be a drawback. And, um, with, uh, with doing this type of traveling, that is the actual drawback. So anyway, um, oh, one thing that's really funny, I'm just noticing this now as I'm walking down the street, but Mexico, like PDA, public display of affection, totally different than back home in the US. They do not care at all. It is like all over the place and it's like hardcore. Like you need like a, yeah, crazy. Anyway, um, I think that's it for today. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully you found some value in this in some way. This gave you a little bit of insight into what it's like to uh, to travel full time. With that, hope you have an amazing day. Talk to you soon.